0: hey guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast the first episode of 2020 i talk about the book that i just finished today on my kindle and how i was using the kindle for my first month of really using it on a daily basis after that i talk a little bit about why i read again and how i will avoid falling in the trap of reading that i mentioned to you before on this podcast here after that i talk about a quote of jordan peterson which focuses on um, dissecting, transferring knowledge in text form or in audio or video form. And then I also reflect on a quote by Gary Vee that I just um, saw today, which I thought was really great. So let's jump right into this week's episode of the podcast. So welcome back to the first episode of this year's 2020 I mean, it's pretty exciting to be in this year and to be experienced all all those different things. But last week I had to um, give this podcast a short break of one episode because I was completely ill. Um, I really couldn't handle recording any type of podcasts. And that's the reason why this is the first episode this year. I'm excited to be continuing the weekly roundup as well as including new um, sort of segments into the podcast, not only into the weekly roundup, but also like exceeding one episode per week, maybe doing two per week. Let's see how we're going to do that in the future. But that's at least how I want to do it in 2020. Um, really triple down on the podcast experience. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about today was that I finished just today the first book on my new Kindle. Um, By now, it's not really that new anymore, because I think I bought it around a month ago, and it took me to finish this book one month. Um, The book was called Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, and I was recommended this book through another podcast of uh, product designers. Um, They're called, I can actually just mention it from the podcast, which is called Jake and Jonathan Podcasts, Um, and the guy recommended this book and it was really a great read, but I have to say, um, it felt like 10%. And, and now I don't use, um, pages for a book anymore because the Kindle only shows percentage. Like how far you read through the book, like what's, what's the furthest point that you read by now. Um, that's why I only use, um, percentages when it comes to book pages or like instead of using book pages anymore, I just use percentage now. And it felt like good strategy, bad strategy, had like sort of like, until 10% of the book, it was amazing. It was really like dissecting between what is good strategy, what is bad strategy. And after that, going from 10 to, I would say around 60 or 55% um, of the book, It felt like it was a little bit of a time waste because you were just like getting all those different stories and some of them were really valuable. But just for the time that you spent um, reading this book, it just felt a little bit like, okay, you could theoretically skip that and continue at 55% and read until... 70%, 70%, which I figured out today, I, I, I just wanted to continue the book today, and then I found out that the book was just over, and pretty much the left 30% of the book were like acknowledgements, indexes, and some other pages, so I felt like the book definitely had sort of like this break, which was like maybe containing 50% in general of the whole book, that was a little bit thin, as to say... But like the beginning and the end were like so valuable and I'm so happy that I was like (laughs) sort of like hooked on this book and I actually read it and I'm so happy that I read it because it's really just a great read but definitely for anyone that's interested in learning more about what strategy in general is and especially um, dissecting between good strategy and bad strategy just what the book title suggests it actually helps you a lot with that and it basically breaks it down to the kernel of every like the like the ground of every good strategy is the book breaks it basically down into three things the first one is the analysis where you basically analyze what the problem is that you're trying to solve with this strategy like what problems are you facing and what's like the one major problem that you want to solve through this strategy and it basically talks about like really simplifying those things and not focusing on a lot of problems but actually focusing on on one problem that you want to solve at this moment of time because it's really valuable in terms of financial goals or just because it really is the biggest problem that your business is facing at the moment and the book doesn 't only talk about um, strategy in terms of business it also talks about war so it 's um, also about um, government strategy so really t- so political strategy sorry so it really um, talks about strategy in general and it doesn 't talk about long term strategy short term strategy um, it talks about strategy in general so it 's a good general read if you want to get a general grasp about strategy. So they break it down into three parts. The first one I mentioned already is analysis. The second one is the general guiding policy. So how you will um, treat this problem or solve this problem in a general sense. And after that, they have um, the action steps in there that are not too specific, but help you execute and basically solve and get around the problem. that's basically like the general idea about the kernel of strategy and the book talks about um like dissecting between good and bad strategy and giving you a bunch of other tips, Um, especially when it comes to business strategy. The book talks about that you should not only um, build your strategy around um, what other people do, so basically like replicating what worked for other people, but really thinking sort of like outside the box. And if if I'm saying this right now, it sounds really generic, pretty much like every day-to-day advice, but in the book, it actually has some context to strategy which makes it interesting again um and just gives you like a new perspective of when you ever conduct a strategy don't put into a strategy something that is like status quo or that the rest of the industry or everybody else does and that was also sort of like an interesting um aspect of this book so for anyone that wants to know anything about strategy because they have to conduct a strategy, because they offer it as a service for businesses. Um, If you want to know more about strategy, I think this was a great book. But I do have to um, give this quick disclaimer that I would pretty much say that you could skip the, like, 50% of the book, and you will sort of... um, recognize when you hit that certain like that first barrier of like okay we're going from super valuable content to just stories that are like sort of like bringing over a point but are a little bit time wasting so if you read this book i would kind of recommend you to read through it and when you realize that okay like um It's sort of like getting thin here and I'm not really interested anymore. Then you can skip to the, I think, last three chapters. I will put that into the podcast episode notes on the website. There you can see what part of the book I would recommend to skip or maybe just read the first part, then the second part, which I saw as like revaluable, valuable and then after that if you're still interested you could go back to that middle part which was like 50% of the book which I just thought was a little bit ill valuable for the time that you used to read the book but all in all really great and I have to say the first um, like I finished the first book so I kind of like want to review the first experience on the Kindle and I do have to say that it was actually pretty great. Um, I do like the experience of having the Kindle in your hands and being able to switch easily from left to right because it's just so light, Um, as well as holding up near to your face um, when you compare it to a book that's really heavy. um, It's sort of like was great to have that there because it was just so light. I never thought that it would be that big of a plus for the Kindle or like eBooks in general, but comparing it to a physical book, the likeness of the ebook reader or the kindle in this case was definitely really valuable to me which i didn't consider before buying it i just wanted to try it out but it definitely was a huge value point that brought like a new experience to the kindle but now i want to maybe go a little bit back into me now reading again and me in the past really ranting and Um, seeing the negative parts about reading or when you're an entrepreneur, the negative parts that can occur when you start to read. Especially when I dropped out of school, I started to read a lot and it actually ended up in me not doing really much and reading more and getting more information. And that's sort of like this trap of reading, which I mentioned in the past, where I always talk about that you need to be aware of that, that you should not get in the trap of like reading so much that you don't do anything anymore but actually like the purpose of my reading that i want to continue in 2020 is that i wanted i I definitely saw a lot of time being consumed by me watching youtube videos especially at night in the evening before bed um, and I wanted to sort of remove that because I wasn't really watching any valuable videos. It was like really a lot of entertainment and not to say that that's bad in any type of way but I just felt like I didn't want it to consume that time which um, with all those um, videos of entertainment that just don't really bring any big value to me at the moment and that's why I wanted to bring reading back into my life Um, and replacing it with watching unvaluable YouTube videos and that's sort of how I think about it now and I definitely still see the trap of reading um, when it comes to like waking up and starting to read and then it's you read in a whole hour and you don't do anything definitely still see that as a valid point and something that I'm definitely constantly aware of when I'm reading but as well as like being able to in the evening turn off youtube and just read until i fall asleep and that's definitely a sensation that i wanted to bring back into my life in coming into 2020 um and really replacing youtube videos or like any ill-valuable content consumption in the evening with um reading again and (laughs) the next books that i'm like sort of like i'm turning on my kindle real quick um, to get a quick glance over the next books that I want to read, and I definitely have to say I'm sort of struggling to choose which book I want to read next. But one that's definitely on top of the list is *Egoist Enemy* by Ryan Holiday. Um, that's definitely something that I am heavily excited for because I definitely see some types of ego in the work that I do so for example if I photograph um for someone or especially if I photoshop for someone I definitely see in myself a part that is really egotistical in the work that I do and I definitely want to explore sort of that sensation of um that sort of ego actually being wrong to your (laughs) sort of ego in the long term or your motivation to do those things and that's definitely something um, that I want to explore with this book. Another book that again was recommended by the same guy that recommended to me good strategy bad strategy is Jonathan Courtney. I hope that I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, He definitely recommended the book Made to Stick which talks about um, making ideas in general. So that could, it's really broad, I think formed, but generally making ideas, um, more memorable to simplifying them and to taking the perspective of other people that don't have the knowledge that you have. So for example, um, when you write a new article about the Facebook algorithm, after you researched it and after you have the knowledge of how the Facebook algorithm works, um, it's really easy to think or get into this situation of, like, it's so obvious that the Facebook algorithm thinks like this and it works like this, like, that I don't need to write a whole article on. But I think this book will help you get into the perspective of the people that don't know about the Facebook algorithm, in this example, and therefore want to read your article. And then for those people, making it easier to remember the information that you provide in this article through simplifying it and getting into into the perspective of someone that doesn't know about the Facebook algorithm. So that's definitely something that I'm excited for in this book. And also, I think it can help you with marketing because in marketing, you try to convey a message pretty quickly most of the time because you are pretty much paying for the placement of your ad and that's why you want to make your idea or the message that you want to convey really be remembered and I think that's definitely something that this book can help you with as well um I think the other book that I really want to read is deep work I'm definitely interested in that book um Because I just feel like I could definitely improve my um, level of deep work. (laughs) It's pretty much non-existent. And that's the reason why I'm I'm sort of interested in this book as well. And then I'm also really interested in sort of these books that talk about the first book that is from this um, section. And I got inspired to read those types of books by reading about the Cambridge Analytica um scandal and the way that the founders of the agency thought about like public relations (laughs) or as well as just manipulating the general public for political benefits and for the candidates that work with them and i just wanted to explore sort of like how they thought about manipulating those people um sorry, no, the public in general for the benefit of those candidates that run for president, for governor, whatever. Um, And I definitely wanted to sort of get into that field of like understanding how they thought about these things, not because I want to do them, but because I want to be aware of them because I'm really interested to explore the really thin line between manipulation and marketing. And there's probably definitely some... Um, connections between both those things, um, it basically being the same thing, but the, the one thing like manipulation um, leans on untrue on facts, so basically on lies, and marketing on facts and numbers that are were being produced before and can we replicate it that's sort of how i think about it now and i definitely want to explore that more and the book that i want to read about that is the first one is called propaganda by edward bernays i hopefully spelled that name correctly that's the first book that i want to read about and the other book is called crowd i don't really remember exactly how it was called and by whom it was but um let me research that real quick let me see real quick in the kindle i'm scrolling right now through my list of books that i have on here um and it is called the crowd a study of the popular mind by gustav Le ball bon. bon, whatever um that's so that's sort of like the other sector of books that i want to um read next and now i need to sort of um choose which one i will continue with next um Continuing with the topic of reading and books in general, I saw this really interesting video, I think it was an interview on the, what is this podcast called again? It's a really popular podcast um, with this dude and this girl, but I just don't remember how it was called. I don't remember, but whatever. It was not Joe Rogan, it was the other like sort of big podcast that like sort of trended last year, but I, I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Um... For people that don't know, Jordan Peterson is sort of like this professor that talks about so many different things, managing your time, Um, he talks about psychology, about um, so many different topics, he's a really interesting guy, and you should definitely check out some of his videos on YouTube, so he's called Jordan Peterson, I will also include that in the, like, sort of some links to his stuff in the podcast notes on my website, Um, There you can check it out easily, And he was talking about um, the benefits of reading and he was sort of comparing in this interview. He was asked this question of like, do people really need to read or can they also listen to a podcast or to a video or a, basically the information audio form um, instead of reading text. And He was actually speaking in favor of podcasts and videos and films and presentations or online courses basically. And you could translate it into that field as well because it's information being conveyed through video or audio phone. And he was comparing it to text form. And he was actually saying that as long as you study, basically as long as you learn new things, he's in favor of everything. But he was mentioning this really interesting point, which definitely resonated with me and stuck to my brain. And I wanted to share this real quick and saying that the people that read, most of them read because it's faster than to listen to the information. And that sort of um, really stuck with me because I just felt like, oh, damn, that's really interesting. And And then after that questioning that, is that true? Is it really faster to read information than to actually listen to a podcast and then I also was um balancing out those um two sensations of like when you read um the person that like sort of constructed this information into this form of like conveying it to other people in form of text um he definitely um was able to be really editorial and to think and restructure the sentences and the information and how it's being conveyed and if you for example listen to a lecture by a professor um, to an online course to a podcast to a video to a to a documentary I sort of think about it in that way that people especially if it's live so for example like me recording this podcast right now it's not so easy to be editorial and go back in time and re-record it yes I can do that and some podcasts actually do that but that's just not really um time sensitive for me I would not never be able to do that I did that in the beginning and that's the reason why it took me like eight hours to record and edit an episode of this podcast here um and that's I think sort of the sensation of being able to convey information through text, is being able to go back and really think about like how you want to convey this information. You use a story, you um, use a bunch of examples, like little examples, not a big story, but many little examples. And so volume of examples. you use storytelling to convey this information or to explain this to someone so basically hiding and revealing certain informations and through that making it more interesting to discover this new field that you've that you don't know about basically um and i feel like it's different in people performing or like transmitting the information live in a podcast or in a lecture for example because then they are on the spot and they have to perform and can sort of think about the editorial aspects of their um conveying of information because they have to perform and they have to say something and they have to basically entertain those people i'm not saying because they are entertaining them but because they can't really sit there and say like like wait real quick i need to um think about how I want to convey this information to you. No, if someone lectures for someone or if someone records a podcast, they don't really have that much time to think about how they convey this information. And that's um, why I think text can be m- way much more of a richer form of conveying information because people that edit this um, content, edit the text, um, tend to think more about how they convey this information than to just pour it out there and let people take it that's sort of like an interesting thing that was like sort of mind game or a thought that was kicked off by Jordan Peterson through this quote of like most people tend to read because they actually read faster than if they would listen to the information that's being conveyed and that's sort of um an interesting approach to thinking about reading that I definitely wanted to share with you here um, speaking of quotes, I saw a YouTube video by Gary Vee today Which I really did not do for a long time I didn't see any YouTube videos of him um, simply for a reason because I didn't want to watch so many YouTube videos um, and then if I did I didn't watch his because I pretty much only listen to his podcast um, when I listen to any of his stuff and I was watching a video of him today and he said this really interesting sentence as well just like as the Jordan Peterson quote that really stuck with me and he was talking about the um, the different qualities of Doing marketing and basically doing sales to get clients, and he always talks about like the long term and stuff. But the one quote that really stuck with me was saying um, was when he said, "Most of you feel something when you see me," and then he just pretty much smiled like Gary V always does when he drops like a really cool sentence like this one, um, and that really stuck with me because when you think about it, that's really just how it is. If if I see Gary Vee, i just feel warm inside i feel something i feel something good that's that what he's what he was trying to convey um yeah you could also take this um quote and say like it's not about feeling good about him it's that that you feel something about him you could take it that way as well but i think it was meant that he um sparked off something like a good emotion when you see him or when you are basically being presented um, his persona, his name, or himself in a YouTube video, in a podcast, whatever. Um, That was really interesting because I think people definitely do um, tend to really be emotional when it comes to making decisions that could also be buying something. So for his clients, they could become emotional because they have sort of like this history with him um, in an emotional sense through like consuming his content um, and then tend to favor his um, work or like his services over others because they have sort of like this emotional connection. And even if someone tries to be super strategic in deciding what they want to choose as a next product or as a service, for example, for a business, I think still, like on an underlying level, um, they're heavily influenced by their emotions. And that's why it's so valuable to have a brand there and why it's so valuable um, for Gary Vee and any other person that does personal branding in that way, is that people feel something when they are um, being presented with this persona or with this personal brand. And that's definitely, I think a really cool quote that you should definitely think about for yourself. If you ever thought about personal branding or branding in general, and it definitely explains the reason why people, um, that believe sort of in marketing in terms of branding, um, it definitely explains it to the people that don't understand that way of thinking and really only focus on sales and that was an interesting quote that I definitely don't want to lose because I think it's so valuable to think about it like that and it just like it's it's so simple and plain but that's just the way that it is Um, and that's why I really like that quote and wanted to share this with you. Um, I could pretty much ramble on now and I do have to say I want to share this here that I was sort of like feeling uncomfortable before recording this podcast because I felt like okay I didn't record a podcast for I think over two weeks now um, and I felt like I was definitely out of the loop in terms of like being able to res- record on the spot and I'm definitely so happy to be back into it because I'm only like at three minutes again. Um, And I could ramble on for hours here, but I think it's enough for this week's episode of the podcast. For all the things that you maybe want to check out in this episode um, that I mentioned, for example, the book, um, the quote by Jordan Peterson and all those things. um, All the links I will be providing uh, in the podcast notes, which are on my website. So you can just go over basically to, I think the easiest way is to go over to my Instagram and click on the link in the bio. It's email from schwarzenberg.webflow.io I think at the moment I want to do it a public, like a an actual like a .com URL uh, in the future, but just right right now that's not my focus. So if you want to check out the podcast notes, you can definitely do that on the website. Um, that's gonna be there included. I mean, upcoming this week, I didn't include read really that segment because it's not really gonna be that um big. I do want to do an inter- interview with a really interesting lawyer which I probably mentioned a bunch of times before and we had to postpone the recording of the interview because on both sides we had some issues um, in terms of like schedule but we definitely want to record that. Then I want to put out the podcast that I recorded back in December with my mom. And pretty much after that, I just have a bunch of meetings this week and sort of going back into business into 2020, sort of like playing out the strategic strategic um, goals and also like the strategy for 2020 for the agency. Um, and after that, having a bunch of meetings um, for work and other things that are sort of interesting and that I can mention if I basically had them and can share with you a little bit about like what happened in those meetings. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. It's the first episode of 2020 and I'm definitely excited for this year and all the content that I'm going to produce this year and i'm so thankful for you that you still stick to this podcast if you listen until this point of like 30 minutes i did put out in the meantime the podcast of how i record my podcast and how i edit in within 1 hour and i finally got around to publishing that like through figuring out like how i um utilize keywords for myself and i definitely check that now and of my list and now i'm able to use keywords on youtube and that's why i was able to finally put out that uh the not episode but like the video about or you could also say process or tutorial about how i record and edit this podcast so fast um and you could definitely check that out on my youtube channel it's Amy von schwarzenberg it's it will also be included in the podcast notes Um, on my website you can check it out there and it's really interesting for anyone that just um, wonders how I am able to record my podcast in one hour and edit it in one hour and put it out every single week or if you're actually considering to do your own podcast and it's definitely super valuable to you I definitely have some templates in there and really show you the entire process so Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast and we're going to see us in a next weekly roundup or in a next episode of this podcast, which might be the podcast with my mom. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast and we're going to see us in another episode. Bye.